Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch the Track podcast presented by the Dune Grim Show and co-produced by Mr. I-V-E-S-T. I am the Dune. And I am Grim. And today, we are going to talk Spoon. And we are going to ask, give me fiction. Fiction. Give me, ask, give me, give me. Ask them to give me fiction? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now, my uh, favorite Spoon album, for sure. Oh, well, I'm glad we covered that because I was going to ask you. Yeah, um, it was the first one I really got into. I think um, around the time uh, Mr. Ivest kind of was running me down about these cats. Um, another good friend of the show, Leifer, had uh, hit me to some of their tunes too, off "Kill the Moonlight," which I really liked. Uh, but mm-hmm. then this one, this one was the first one that I think I had the whole album, and I didn't. You know, you just listen to it, and I really. Yeah. You were able to. You weren't just picking songs off LimeWire. You, you you got. That I was really there. able to digest it, as, as yeah. people might say. Yes, interesting. So. so that is so. So it's fair to say this is the one you started with, right? I mean, this is yeah. yeah this is it. Yeah, really. Which is interesting. I mean, it's it's their you know being their fifth album, and um, you know, I, I guess okay, what two thousand five? So yeah, it probably had, w- w- did. You get into it kind of like right when it came out. Yeah, is, is I guess that, it must have been. Know. Yeah, because. Uh, you know, we were still with everybody, and yeah, so it must have been true. yeah, right, right around the time it came out. But then, I mean, right around that time too, you know, I got a copy of Kill the Moonlight and a copy of Girls Can Tell, and so they, it was kind of like three of, of them. You know, I never did much with a series of sneaks or Telefono. Yeah, um, yeah. But, or all the negatives have been destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, those are ones I haven't gotten into really as well. But, dude, Girls Can Tell, which we've previously done an episode on. So if you guys want to go ahead and check that out. Yeah, please do it below. If you guys are, like, you guys are still fans. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, the, the top albums for me are Girls Can Tell, Gimme Fiction. Uh, I like Transference a lot. Um, and I would say, and actually, They Want My Soul. I don't know, man. Not a guy or a guy person, huh? You know, I, oh, I, I actually like missed it. you. Ga 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 ga. No, no, I, I I like it, but I don't. For me, I just don't put it um, in in that realm of 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 uh, kind of those other albums, dude. Also, even it's weird, man. Kill the moonlight. Like I like some songs off of it, but I I, I agree just never with you. Had like maybe my time with that album. For dude, some I, there's there's a lot of tracks I really like off it, but there's some there's some other yeah. It, it I would not put that in my top three probably. Okay. Which I'm sure a lot of fans, you know, I'm sure they're going to tell us below when they do. Like, subscribe. But um, I I just, yeah, that one never grabbed me the same. Yeah. So this was their fifth studio album, released May 10th, 2005. Now, dude, I would say Spoon is kind of an interesting band for me um, because, and I don't know how, if you share these sentiments, there's, I, I don't know if anything ever really like stands out to me like instrumentation like oh man that that you know i don't know there's parts and things that i like but i'm where i'm just like oh my god that there's just some exceptional musicianship there or something i like the way it all comes together i think that's a very fair way to say it yeah now one thing i would love and i know you would love this too dude i think Britt daniel and neil young need to start a band together where all they do is just solo. That's it. 
That's it. Uh, yeah, back look, and forth. You know, I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it fits when Brit Daniel does it, but it's so like, yeah, it's, just it's, like, it's, it's, it's that machine like scratchy quality that and Neil fits. Young kind of invented that. I mean, let's, he did. You know. He did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think they're both very excellent guitar players. But when it comes to their solo, like I just listened when I was listening to this album again, like it, it had been a while since I just sat down and listened to it, uh, try, you know, all the way through track by track. And there's just so many of those sections throughout yeah. these songs where it's just like, you know, it's literally like trying not to play, a, you know, a <laughs> yeah. guitar solo like like smooth. Right. Like, yeah, like there's just like not a smooth guitar solo. I don't I don't know if, if there is one on this album. That, you know what? And there doesn't need to be. But I know what you mean. No. It is, it's really yeah. funny like that. But I, I kind of get why, because that becomes like it becomes such a cliche after, you know, what are you you're really going to do it in every song? Just going to shred, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you okay, can't do right. it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's it's been done. So let's just go the complete opposite way. Right? Yeah. Um, Not every but, song can be China Cat Sunflower. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Um, you know, there's not, I, I didn't find a ton of information out there, but there was an interview, a really good interview that, uh, Britt Daniel did with NPR. Thanks for um, sending that, by the way, there, Pellerino. You're, you're welcome. Um, and that was the interview was actually, I think, uh, it was conducted for the 10th anniversary of this album. So it was pretty recent. Well, I wonder if that's I would the say one pretty I recent to, to, to 2015. Um, well, the, the, the deluxe or the deluxe or a normal dome edition, uh, the, the, the CD one comes with, basically it comes with demos of all, all the tracks on it. So unless that comes with a second disc, I don't know if it's on there, but at least streaming and, um, and I believe on, on, on CD, it, it, it probably came out, but, um, you know, some, some things that I did find out about, it was kind of like after kill the moonlight, um, you know, he went, I don't know who Dave, Cloudin is, but um, he got a Brit got a uh, letter from him and said, "Hey, you want to come hang out at my beach house in San Diego for basically?" It, was, it sounded like it was like just an open invitation and just yeah. like work on stuff. I mean, dude, that would be cool. I wish I had somebody just saying, "Hey, Gosh. you know, I know you're working on this project. Do you want to come to my beach house for as long as you want and just yeah. work on your just, craft?" Just take okay. some time. Just take some. Take time. some time. Clear your head. Clear yeah. your head. Um, and it's funny though because he he even said. Though that, like, while he did there and he worked on stuff, he didn't really feel happy about about you know what what he came up with. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, yeah, originally the album was supposed to be called the the Beast and Dragon Adored. I which I I like Gimme Fiction. I do too. Basically, basically, he said he just wanted to find a title with the word Gimme in it. So, and Gimme Shelter was already taken. I mean. Yeah. At least as a song and a documentary. Great documentary. Yeah. Great, Great song. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, man. So I, I don't know. There's there's not a ton of info. One I know. That's good. that's one thing that's a bummer. I, I just I, I wish that um, people would do more. Like, it'd be so sweet if there was a 10, even like a 10 minute video out there. Just them like working in the studio and doing stuff with it. Like those are yeah. those are cool videos <laughs> to watch. I mean, from from reading the interview uh, with with yeah. him, the, the way I the way I kind of sort of um, understood the recording process to go, you know, some bands, the, you know, when they're trying to figure it out, they just they're like, oh, well, we'll just go in the studio and we'll just 
come kind up of just with jam it. and yeah. come up with stuff and everything. It sounded like they they really got together and kind of fleshed out. I think a, a lot of the songs before actually going into the studio and being like, "Hey, we're going to put this down on tape." I think that um, makes sense, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it you know still leaves you know you're not locked in, but at least you know I know we've talked about this before. How, you know, like Led Zeppelin with Stairway and stuff like that. Like if you just go in and you're like, hey, I'm I came up with this part and I'm going to put it down and, and and this is what it is, you know, and then further down the road, it, it kind of evolves a little bit. And you kind of start throwing in little flourishes and in pieces um, that you just kind of come up with. Oh, and so, yeah, it's like you're just like literally record. Yeah. If you're just recording in the studio and be like, oh, this sounds good and put it down. You know, it's it's nice, I think, to kind of flesh it out a little bit. And, and yeah. I think at least practicing or having a little rehearsal um, allows allows you to do that. Well, yeah, because I, I guess from the perspective of if somebody came up with, with a song. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're in the band, I guess I'd want at least a stab at the part before it's like go time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I don't know. But yeah, I, I was right, kind of bummed out. Recording. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just there's just not enough information about this. That that interview is good. Um, I, I did I did think the interview was was pretty good. But again, it doesn't it doesn't get tech. I like the technical parts of it. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there were a few things here and there, but nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing overly. Like, yep. Yep. So, but I think I think you know. Um, why don't we get into the tracks because there yeah. is some stuff you know as we go through the tracks that's associated with them that we'll just be able to kind of you know give our our input on. So we will go with which track is number one. quite valuable. Yeah, the, the beast and dragon, the dragon. adored, adored, um, dude. Yeah, I thought it was trippy just how the sort of title of this came about how it was yeah his his grandma had an art book and this was like a tapestry or something Mm -hmm. in it and there was like a photo and it was called it was titled apocalypse the beast and the dragon are adored yeah now that's yeah that sounds pretty interesting i'd love to see a a picture of that but it i think that um i don't know it was sort of that that ominous feeling i feel like the the song does a good job at, at at conveying that even just with the sound of it yeah, it's you know it's interesting because I, I feel like at least in the beginning, and so I, I do love how it kind of how it kind of comes in and then it punches. You just know, it's just heavy dot like the real low yeah. piano notes. I I feel like though the throughout the first part of the song and almost you can almost say throughout the whole song, like it's almost trying to like find its footing a little bit. It, there's something when I'm listening to it, almost something a little just kind of uneasy and the instruments are almost finding a way to kind of like mesh together a little bit. Yeah. Um, and with a lot it's, of like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just some weird stuff, but dude, did you ever hear? And did you read this? How like in the beginning he had a clip of his ex-girlfriend, Eleanor Feinberger. Yeah. Um, and how she sings, there's something he put in the left channel, like way off in the distance. And it's her singing the hardest thing I've ever done. And I, I know there's like in the beginning of it, when you start listening to it, there's, I always heard there was like some stuff going on. I could never really figure it out. But once I read that and I listened to it in the left channel, I was like, oh wow. Yeah. That's, I I hear it now. It's That's really cool. Yeah. I, I didn't, um, I, I didn't re-listen to it just, just with that in mind, but next time I am quite sure I will. 
definitely do it. But yeah, I thought that yeah. was that was pretty interesting too. And I think that um, one one other thing I believe he talked about with this one was like the whole idea of the apocalypse and like where he was growing up, like. People were like excited about it because they're like, "Then we get to yeah. go to heaven," you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. kind of. He, oh no, re- that was my mathematical mind. I'm sorry. That was. Well, he references in there. But, yeah, but, that, but the that apocalypse theme. and this yeah. idea kind of plays throughout. It, it yeah, definitely of does. like like it this is does. and everyone's so excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to track number two, the two sides of Monsieur Valentin, Monsieur Monsieur, um, dude, I. Um, you know, uh, I like this song a lot. I Always like the have, energy yeah. that I like the energy that it brings, you know, and it is it is a little more, you know, it's it's more of a straightforward song. It's not as kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dude, it's got dude. I mean, the the uh, the piano adds, I guess, you know, another like nice texture to it. It's got violin section in it. Like, you know, the acoustic and electric sort of stay in rhythm and, yes. and whatnot. One thing I like with the piano, and this is in more than one place, is how they will use it solely for single notes as opposed to some, always playing like chords and big melodical runs. It's just interesting because you hear so much more of the texture of the instrument audibly when you just when it's just like a small run or a big note or you know what I mean? Yeah, it'll they'll they'll just hit it sometimes. They'll yeah. punch it, right? Like it's just it's yeah, it it is cool. It's not like, you know, they're not doing these crazy like piano flourishes and things like yeah. that or, you know, um but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool and the nah. you know, go ahead. No. no, no, no. I wouldn't dare. Wouldn't I wouldn't think of uh, it. Stepping on my words. <laughs> um but the kind of like the idea of it, um, how he how he kind of started in or the song about every morning I pick up the cans, but he like didn't want to write about that necessarily. I yeah, that was about drinking too much. Yeah. Now it's yeah. funny because I I get I don't know if there's a lyric there's not a lyric sheet right when you open the gatefold, but I never you know for as much as I've listened to the album, I can't say that I've ever gone and. Oh yeah, there's a lyric sheet inside. Um, I can't say that I've ever read the lyrics. Um, yeah, but I always on, thought he said every yeah. morning I put on the pants. <laughs> he says he actually said what he actually says is every morning I've got a new chance. Well, that's in the next verse, right? No, that's how it starts. Oh, then, okay. So it's and then, it, and then the second verse is every morning I I I pull on them pants. Oh, so I was right. Okay. So, in the second verse in the second, in the second yeah. verse yeah okay yeah, yeah so i get it so the cans was was like the line that he came up with that first but he was like yeah that's a little yeah i don't want to sing about that so i'm going to sing about the uh duchess and the duke i i dude i just i i love that he just wants to learn the part of eddie in the stranger dan <laughs> like that's a that's an interesting weird reference that i've always i've always liked and, and yeah. that's the yeah. whole bit of this song i think is really cool like that it just yeah. it's kind of weird but but I yeah, but it's it fun. It, it's fun to follow. Yeah. Well, moving on to track three, one of probably I mean, you could say it's if it's not their most popular, it's it's one of their most popular songs. I know. And it's um, kind of a shame because my camera on. it's it's basic to the point where 
You know, it is. I like it. I like the feel of it. I always have, but it's different. It's very different. It's got, it's, it's funky. It's a funky song. Um, the bass kind of drives the song along and everything. And it's just, I I don't know. Um, it's, it, it is different. It's not, here's the thing. When I think of Spoon, this 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 isn't the song that uh, the song that I think of. It's it's not you know. I mean, I know it because it's popular. It's a single. But if I, in my mind, if I'm characterizing, you know, Spoon as a band, there's a lot of other songs that I I put above this. Interested to hear what your scratch is going to be. But I absolutely yeah. agree with that. I would do the same thing. It's just. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like they say. There's like the one that the fans like, and the one that made him popular. You, you know that yeah. that kind of uh, whole business. Well, dude, it's it's funny that this came out in 2005 because like basically what he's saying in the song and what he says in the interview is basically instead of people like going out and engaging in the world, you're like holding up your camera. Or now, I mean, dude, that's before like you know everybody had an iPhone and a camera phone. You could take movies and post dude, to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and go live on YouTube. You know, um, you know, have a podcast. Uh, but it, dude, with a it, big, following. it is interesting. I mean, he's basically a prophet, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I think these sort of themes are something that every generation sees and it's just like more horrifying to the next generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause now that. I would, I would say this. It's like, um, I remember once going to a bar with you several years ago and I oh, looked okay. around and I don't think I had a smartphone yet and okay. everybody was on their phone in the whole place people sitting at tables and it was just it was mind-numbing to me because i thought to myself no one is actually here right now they're they're all like channel surfing life yeah pretty much you know they are well it's like dude you go out to a restaurant man you see that couple and they're like sitting next to you dude and they're like both on their phone it's like dude that yeah, that's that not sucks. good. We don't we don't do that no. when we go out. Like I purposely put it away. Like the whole point is to not do that. I can do that anytime. Exactly. You know, purpose is to to drink and get hammered. That's what that's <laughs> what the purpose is. So, you know. All right. So let's get uh, mathematical, social Monsieur studies. Valentine, dude. Yeah. Social studies, dude. My mathematical mind. This is like one of my favorite spoon songs. I yeah, and I like that because sometimes I feel like. Um, and I think people would feel like this. Many uh, gentlemen may feel like this in relationship. We're like, you're you're the analytical, logical person. You, you know, it, yes. it, it just one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's hard because you're always right. So. <laughs> well, don't say that one too loud. <laughs> Yeah, let us know below how that goes. Let, let's uh, yeah. we're gonna do that. Comment below with that like, one. Subscribe. Take a poll on that because I want to know how that one goes specifically. And yeah. if you're not met uh, with a big fat, what the fuck is that? Um, but dude, I love the way this song starts, man. The just the dun, 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 you know, and then I know. boom, yeah, like, oh, uh, it's 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 so great. It is. Um, and is that is it a lawnmower starting in the beginning, dude? I don't know. Something is starting in the beginning, and yeah, I, I mean, it sounds cool. It does. One thing I think that was interesting is he specifically referenced um, like holding on to this bass note with some basic just chord changes on top of it that that was reminiscent to him or influenced by Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi, yeah, Guaraldi. A lot yeah, of I uh, did read that. 
Yeah, and that just brings me to like Wes Anderson. Now, I will say he was not underrepresented on the new release of the soundtrack. I think his stuff was was made loud and clear. It's just some of the other stuff they didn't put on that soundtrack. Wait, on what soundtrack? What are you talking about? Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, isn't there a ton of Vince Guaraldi on there? Uh, I think he's got a couple of he's got a couple of tracks. He's got it, but Mark Mothersbaugh is the one who like composed all the stuff for for the movie. Yeah, I know that, so, but I just thought that he had like, a couple track. He was not underrepresented. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I think he does. I think yeah. He does. I think Nico's got a few too. Uh, Nico, um, yeah, Nico is definitely well represented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not um, not John but, Lennon, but <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, this is that. This is what you're talking about, though. I mean. Um, I mean, dude, some great lines. Uh, you know, I want to change your ways. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to get it right one of these days. Yeah. You know, uh, bringing about the apocalypse is not considered considered cool. Uh, you know, I just it's just like, yeah, it's it's I like his pushback on that. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. OK, let's let's not celebrate that. Yeah, I agree I mean, with that. And it was know, funny. Know, he must have just like grown up in a seriously sort of I mean, closed yeah, evangelical yeah community but yeah um moving on to the delicate place um i always really loved how mathematical mind ends place. in such sort of a, a heavier bit and this comes in yeah. it's it sounds very warm it's, dude a real change of pace for the yeah album, you know um yeah yeah it it is um it start in a dude it starts off pretty stripped down like, yeah, I know. That's uh, what I like about it, it. You know, but it does like it picks up and instruments start to fill in and then it sort of peaks and then it kind of goes back to back where it started. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Comes full Comes circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of um, it seems fairly obvious what it's about. Um, and it's funny. He said, uh, you know, reading the interview that he was almost sort of disgusted with some of the lyrics because they were he thought they were. He said grossly sexual. I would have used overtly, but I, I, I get it, but I don't think that they are. I think they're, I think it's said in a roundabout enough way where it's certainly not, um, crass or crude or anything. Yeah. I've heard worse. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if you want to see worse, uh, I would recommend listening to the song cock in my pocket by Iggy and the Stooges. <laughs> that one is quite a bit more overt than this. If you want something for contrast, uh, dude, I'd love to do a solid comparison. <laughs> oh, you will, you will yeah. really love. Um, I wish I could, <laughs> I wish we had time to go through all the lyrics of it. Cause it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, uh, where's the flip on the record? Is it Sister it's Jack? It's after Sister Jack. It? Okay, okay. Yeah. So last track on, on vinyl, so the last track on side one is uh, Sister Jack. And, dude, he said that this initially started off, he had it written as a piano ballad. Yeah. And actually, you, you can hear that So in the demo. So if you listen oh, to the demo, okay. I, guess, I guess it's kind of like the, the piano version of it. Um, but then he said there, there were ultimately like 10 versions they had. And the one they went with is um, is it was kind of based off Andrew Bird can sing by the Beatles. Yeah. Like, and I, I can I can see that um, now that once they said that, I you know, you can kind of you can kind of hear where there is some maybe some similarity there. I didn't think that, though, when I, you know, first listened to the album. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I didn't either. Dude, upon listening to it this time, dude, it reminded me almost of, and this is not, well, maybe it will be a criticism of Spoon. It, dude, it reminded me kind of like an in, uh, a 90s, like soft indie rock song like like the gym blossoms would do like oh you know, yeah like, yeah, like and we could drive around this town yeah okay <laughs> you know, or something you know or, uh, nice pull I, on just, the gym blossoms yeah like like it just had that sort of like feel to me um so that's that's what i'd say but, dude that's you know, that's I, funny i wish i, I knew like what better. the yeah i wish i knew what the lyrics were about because it doesn't really go into that yeah, I'd have to I'd have to do a deep dive, um, but I haven't done that. That's yeah, okay. It's okay. And this certainly isn't the time for it. But if no. someone out there knows, please let us know. Oh, below, yeah. Like, subscribe, and comment yeah. below. Yeah. So um, you flip the flip record it. now. Now I think, dude, I summon you in the delicate place are both very much cut from the same cloth. Okay. The way they yeah. sound, the way they build. Um, I just, uh, I, there's just some interesting lines in here that I always liked is remember the Dude, weight of the world. Some really it's a lines. sound that we used to buy on cassette and 45. Yeah. Yeah. The strapped up soldiers. We Dude, you in a 800 cage. miles is a drive. <laughs> I mean, come yeah, on. You yeah. know? Dude, I, I have, this has always been one of my favorite songs on the album. I just yeah, love me too. I, I love the in the beginning, just the way he starts strumming with the acoustic guitar. It just sounds really good. I man. should have grabbed the guitar, but I think I can tell you without even putting it down that he's that the chord that he hangs on is a C major seven in that because he's he he doesn't have the top note played and it has this sort of interesting open. Uh, especially on the okay. guitar, because by by doing that, you actually release a string. So there's more open strings than not, which which gives it a okay. different sort of a sound when you strum it. Yeah, because it's not I, at I all like muted or yeah. The, but the the strumming Dude. sounds really thick, and and I've always I always yeah. that really got me. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it the way he sings the song. Um, I also like how he mixes up kind of um, singing straight and falsetto. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Where he's like, "Lock you in a cage." Yeah, in a cage. yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember the weight of the world. Yeah, uh, that's pretty solid. So, uh, dude, the infinite pet. Yeah, uh, dude, Britain. Like in the in the 2015 interview, he was like, "Yeah, this song isn't one of my favorites." <laughs> yeah, which I thought was was interesting, but I like it when people say that because I fe- I feel like everyone has has their own like dude that's his scratch yeah that's his scratch scratch that's good for you man yeah and if you're listening i mean dude please but uh scratch yeah but yeah it's it this one to me has a different sound and feel um than a lot of the album it it, to me it's kind of an outlier i don't know why i would say that but i i just feel that way yeah it's to me it's just a really different type of song it has sort of a serious tone i mean I, I i like it but it's it's definitely an outlier um yeah. there's and i think i have another outlier or two coming up um, oh but yeah yeah i think i do um but dude did you hear like like the title of the song came from it's like a story he heard from a friend who was having a conversation with one and they were talking about they were talking about a pet and his friend just said like oh the infinite pet and yeah so, like, for some reason that like all it's a weird thing but it always stuck with Brit. 
And so then he like saw the friend years later and told him like, hey, yeah, I wrote this song and I called it the infinite pet because that one time you like said that the person was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so they 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 didn't remember that. Um, which well, is, I don't know. An interesting thing to remember. But. You know, I to, to come back to Wayne's world. That's when just say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I love you, man. Yeah. All right. Was it was it you? Was it you? Yeah. The next two to me feel very similar, much like I summon you in delicate place, dude. There's there's the way okay. the bass line really pushes the whole song. And this one I like because it's a little more like beat driven and, and sticky because there's there's breaks. Yeah. It's not so smooth and, and just driving, but but there there's similarities in how they're how they're like, you know, structured i guess yeah but well, I, it was funny man um what was i gonna say um when you know he said he like started writing the song and he had like you know he was like doing it on his acoustic and he had a few verses and then like he just couldn't like just nothing was coming and he i think it was like one day he was like at the end of you know nothing really happened and he was like oh, i'm gonna have a few beers change the mood up a little bit and he started to feel have a little more fun. And then, uh, dude, he like totally, instead of keeping an acoustic song, he's like, yeah, I'm making it, make it a dance thing. And, yeah. um, he, he said he actually likes the demo version better. Cause he's like, it's grittier and it's more direct. Um, but when I listened to it this time, uh, and the intros, so there's another song and it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And I was waiting for like that song to come in. And it was, uh, dude, the song uh, You Got Lucky by Tom Petty, which is, you know, the song where it goes. Yeah, like they both have like this little sort of almost like a little drum intro or something. And then I was expecting that to come in. kind of. <laughs> <and so. laughs> That's funny. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah didn't. it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, I didn't think of, but it is kind of, it does kind of have a very similar sort of dance beat to like I turn my camera on in a way. Um the way sure. the the way the beat kind of moves, but I always like this one more because I think the bass it's there's just more to the bass line. It's it's you know, it's, it's yeah. more interesting yeah. to listen yeah. to. And I yeah, like the way he sings it too. Who was it that we saw that night? Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Was it me? Was it you? Now it is, dude. It def yeah. it definitely has some I turn my camera on. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, um one of my favorites, maybe my second favorite on the album. Ugh, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Dude, they never got you. Now I think with the way the storm is, this is definitely their Admiral Halsey, Uncle Albert, oh, <laughs> the God. way they have the, the rain and the storm in there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just, I, anytime that somebody uses ambient life sounds, I, there's I just something yeah. I just really like about that. And um, yeah. yeah, this, this yeah. is really one of those. Yeah. Well, you know, Brett Daniel said that he actually felt that this is a song they uh, could have done better with. He said it should have had more soul. 
He actually said, dude, ironically enough, like this was inspired by Danzig. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, funny. I, I wouldn't uh, have thought but, that, but it's it's awesome to read that and be like, dude, I, I don't know how that worked, but I really like the result. Well, it was more it was more. He said, I think Danzig had a or Glenn Danzig had an interview and was like, he was like, gosh, I was with these, you know, with these guys and they just never understood like what I was trying to do. And that's what Britt Daniel kind of like related to. He said, like with his first band. He felt like he just didn't fit in and the guys like he was with just kind of didn't understand like what 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 he was trying to do, what he was trying to be and the, the music and everything he was trying to make. So that's kind of like where the I think the inspiration. Oh, that's interesting, because I would have taken it yeah. like uh, like like they never like you were being chased, but they never got you. Oh. you, gotta, you know, oh, that no. was that no. was always sort of the frame of mind yeah. because because it has that do, 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 do. like you're like you're you. running yeah. away, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like you're in it. Yeah. That's really cool though. I I like, I like that, that way a bit better. Um, but this, this is one of my favorite and I don't know if they used an actual, I mean, it sounds like it was a analog Mellotron that they use, but they had some sort of some keyboard that was like simulating those, unless it was an actual, I guess it could have actually been the cello. Yeah. Two and 11. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Okay, I did know that too because I was like, "Yeah, the song builds up and with these strings." But I imagine it's like a synth, right? I mean, oh, it doesn't. You know what? No one's listed for playing strings on ten. That's really interesting to me. Um, it just says keyboards, but yeah, it sounds like it's supposed to be like what it reminds me of is the Mellotron cello. Um, that's okay. like like kind of the what they use on Airbag. I think I think they use that on yeah, Airbag. I yeah. don't know if it's a real one. Because I know they use Mellotron the rest of the album. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's and And I always liked that. And I, I always wondered. Because they use sort of that a lot. Because one of the things that it says he uses is a flute patch in one in one of the songs. Which, you know, the Mellotron flutes like, dude, Strawberry Fields Forever intro. Ah, uh, yes. Mellotron yes. flutes. Yeah. I got it. So, Merchants of Soul. Last track, Graham. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he he says that this is sort of a, a predecessor to "They Want My Soul." Yeah, would make which sense. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, it's he also said it was kind of like an about an imaginary like wild night on the town, um, and he even said though that it, it it he didn't think it was like a good song to sort of end the album with. He was like, I, "Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really." It doesn't tie the room together is kind of pretty much what he said. I think They Never Got You would have almost been a better one to end with. But I, I like Merchants yeah. of Soul just as well. Always been one of my favorites on the album. Um, okay. I always thought it was about drug dealers. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Merchants of Soul like that. I mean, dude, dude, dude wild night on the town. You know? Yeah, I know. That's, that's kind of what I. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. They'll take your soul and uh, leave mine. Leave mine. Leave mine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does All come right, to man. a very abrupt end. It does. It does. And speaking of coming to an end. Well, before uh, we do that. The, this is the point. Yeah. This is the point. But I want to know what your favorite one is. Oof. It's probably between I, I Summon You and Mathematical Mind. Depending on the day of the week. Okay. Fair. Yep. Yep. You. What do you got? Beast and Dragon and they never got you. Ah, or was it you okay. sometimes? Ooh, I don't know. 
There's a lot of them on here I like. I mean, let's just say that record's been played. It's not mint anymore. It's been played uh, quite a few times. No, it's not not mint. All right. All right. So who's who's scratching first, Grim? Mm. I don't remember who did Ram. I don't either. I think you did Ram. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. Go for it. All right. Let's go. Dude, I'm going with Brent Daniels. I've I've always thought to myself I would have scratched the Infinite Pet. Okay. It did, you know, okay. it's like I don't I don't hate the song or anything. Um I you know, I'm certainly not going to pull up the needle over it's, it, but that would be the one I could do without. I could skip. It is it is kind of a weird it's, it's a weird song. Yeah. And, 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 and this song ha- or this album has some Maybe some weird moments or some interesting moments, but that song, like the whole song, I feel like I know. is, is yeah. I you know. Um, so, dude, I'm actually going to go with Sister Jack. Really? Um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's this kind of straightforward song that I'm just like, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. And I like I Summon You, so I'll just like, I'll just go, man. I'm just oh, like, I really, next. for some reason... And I know I've talked about this with Mr. Ivest as well, but I always liked that line in Sister Jack when he said, "I was in this drop D metal band we called Requiem." Like that, I, I don't know why. That's just a funny line. That is that yeah. funny. And they do yeah. that, dude. They yeah. do the sounds in that for the solo, but in this one, they reverse them. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I. I know. So it's like, Trippy. instead of just, it's like, you know, it just kind of comes in. It's a different attack. Oh, Sister Jack with a yeah. different attack. So, well, everyone, let us know below what your favorite song is, what song you guys would scratch. Like, that's how it's played. Okay. Like, like subscribe and comment just below. Let us know. All right. Yep. I know it's a great album. We love it too. But if there was one you had to do it, you know, gun to your head, what would you do? So. Or even just ask normally, which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would so, necessitate an entire yeah. rack. We're not. We're not so. condoning such things. So, with no. that said, no. give right, it a, folks, if you haven't yeah. given it a listen, I'm sorry, but you're welcome. Here you go. All right, time to go. The dude and Grim Show. Scratch a track is produced by the dude and Grim. Additional music provided by Moore, that's dot 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 M O R E, and the Tims, T I M N Z. Copyright 2022, The Dude and Grim Show.